Today, we're continuing our discussion of the basics you need to get your homeschool started. In part two of our discussion, we'll talk about resources for doing this well, having the right mindset, and getting your children involved in the process. Maureen Whitman is with us again for part two of Homeschooling 101. Welcome to Homeschooling Saints, the podcast that helps you create the homeschool you love for the people you love. Our host is Lisa Maladnik, a Catholic life coach, TV host, best-selling author, and an instructor at Homeschool Connections. Hey everybody, I'm Lisa Maladnik, I'm your host, and today we're continuing our discussion of the basics, Homeschooling 101. In part two, again, we're talking about resources, mindset, getting your children involved, and other great tips from our wonderful guest, Maureen Whitman. Maureen is a wife, mother of seven children, and the grandmother of seven. She is co-editor and contributing editor of a Catholic homeschool treasury from Ignatius Press, the Catholic homeschool companion from Sophia, and why should I learn this from Eche Homo Press. She is the author of For the Love of Literature from Eche Homo. She is grateful for all the homeschool parents who helped her over the years and works to give back to the community through Homeschool Connections. You can find her at Maureen Whitman. Whitman.com, and that's Maureen. I'll have it in the show notes, spelled the usual way, but Whitman is W-I-T-T-M-A-N-N, and that's .com. Welcome, Maureen. It's so great to have you back. Thank you, Lisa. Good to be back. Oh, thank you. Now, we really, you were just so drawing us into the personal and the heart space of just how beautiful it can be to homeschool in episode one. Yeah. And, and today we're going to add some other pieces that are, that are critical for really getting our bearings and feeling confident. Where would you like to begin? Well, yeah, let's just, you know, I, I see it's kind of today getting into the kind of those basics, right? The tools that we need. So, you know, probably the first thing, considering the time that we're in right now, right? We're in the middle of a pandemic. A lot of people are homeschooling this year because of the pandemic. So I think probably the first question we need to ask when talking about homeschooling 101 is, you know, what's your plan for this year? Are you planning are you planning long-term? Are you planning to homeschool long-term or is this a one-year thing, right? Maybe you're just planning to homeschool this year and then once it's safe, have your children return uh, back to their brick and mortar school. So, you know, that's probably the first thing you need to ask yourself um, because your plan's going to be a little different, you know, depending upon that answer. If, if this is a one-year thing and you really have no plans to continue after this year, then I probably would take a look at what your local public school is doing. You know, our last episode, I said, you don't usually want to do that. But in this case, you know, if they're learning American history this year, then maybe you want to learn American history too, just so that when you go back the following year, your child fits, you know, they're, they're, what they've learned fits in with what the other children learned this year. So it's probably the first question. Um, I mean, you can still go above and beyond what they're learning. You know, I, I think I told you this story before, Lisa, when we, we did the episode on reading aloud. Um, when I was in eighth grade, I had back surgery and I was out of school for six months. And so a private tutor came to my house every day, four days a week for two hours. And she had to hold me back so I wouldn't get ahead of my fellow students. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Because Friday, she met with me Monday through Thursday. And then Friday, she met with 
the school teachers of all her students and, and to see what the children had learned that week. So I wasn't allowed to get ahead of everybody. So I share that story just to share with you that homeschooling takes far less time than, than schooling a large classroom. You know, if I'm teaching 25 children, it takes more time. And there's class changes and, and other things going on too. So, you know, you can go above and beyond, maybe focus on your child's special interests, um, get do some outdoor discovery, you know, do some fun extra things during this time away from the brick and mortar school. Now, if you're going to be homeschooling long-term, that looks a little different. Um, you really don't need to worry about what the public school is doing, and you can really focus on where you see your homeschool going into the future long-term and what you want to focus on. So it is a little different. Tell us a little about how to know what's really required of us in a legal sense. Yeah, so, you know, every state's different. Uh, I, homes I live in a state where it's very easy to homeschool. Michigan uh, actually used to be one of the most difficult states to homeschool in. Um, but it was so difficult that the state Supreme Court completely threw the law out as <laughs> unconstitutional, and they never replaced it with anything. Other states, you may need to file a letter of intent every year saying, I intend to homeschool. Um, some states, such as Pennsylvania, you need to actually meet with a certified school teacher one a year, once a year and, and kind of show them your plan or what you've been learning. Um, so you need to learn what your state requires. And the easiest way to do that is to just go to Homeschool Legal Defense Association. So that's H-S-L-D-A, Homeschool Legal Defense Association.org. So H-S-L-D-A.org. You go to their website, there's like a little map. It's super easy. Of the United States, you click on the, your state, and it takes you to the laws for your state. So, you know, know what your rights are, know what is required of you, because there, there are instances where a school district might tell you that you're required to jump through some hoops that you really don't have to. So um, definitely do that. Yeah, something that we noticed with our school district is, and we got some really good advice from other homeschoolers here on Long Island in New York, the New York state laws are, are pretty relaxed in terms of what's required for graduation. So it's very easy to just go speeding past those marks with your children because you do have all that time. But the individual school districts, like you said, will respond differently. Some of them are super, super uh, strict and a little aggressive and sometimes even hostile to homeschoolers. Ours was very friendly, but they tried to overstep a little bit with us in terms of requiring us to come in for meetings and like trying to manage us in terms of our plans. And we just said, no, thank you. And it was fine. Right, right. So yeah, know, know what your rights are. And, you know, if you don't need to go into a meeting with them, and you don't have to, it's okay to say no. Um, it probably is worth it to pay for Homeschool Legal Defense Association. You can join, you pay a fee, and then if there ever is an issue, then they, they will defend you. So, you know, that, that's rare, but it does happen. There are instances where someone will have the right to homeschool challenged. And so that's what Homeschool Legal Defense Association is there for. They would defend you. They also... Um, 
legislate, you know, um, lobby on behalf of homeschoolers and state legislation and to make sure that laws are constitutional. So they do a lot of work in that area. People have different feelings about whether or not it's a good organization. Um, I've seen a lot of good come out of it. And at the very least, just visit their website to find out what your legal rights are in your state. You can also connect with local and state groups. You know, there may be um, a homeschooling group for your state that's very proactive in working with legislature or, or working with the legislature or keeping people informed of the laws. So that's another area where you can look for help. Yeah, I was just going to say about the HSLDA that I've heard stories of, you know, neighbors calling Child Protective Services because they see your children out riding their bicycles on a school day and things like that. And if you keep the HSLDA's phone number, if you're a member, right near your front door phone or one of the closest one to the door, if someone comes to your door and demands to do a home inspection without going through proper channels, they just show up, you just get HSLDA on the phone and you hand them the phone. You don't let them in your house. You hand them the phone and those lawyers will handle it for you. So if you happen to be in an area that's hostile to homeschoolers and quick to act, then you always, they always have your back. So, And I don't know what you're referring to in terms of some people not thinking it's as good an organization, but I've you know, there's always two sides. The right, right. that they really saved them. Yeah, we I mean, we had a, a homeschool legal defense association lawyer in our homeschool group where we used to live, and yeah, great guy, Greek. I mean, just passionate about homeschooling, and and his mission was to help other families like his. Yeah, I have. I can't say enough good things. And again, just visiting their website. And also, another thing uh, Homeschool Legal Defense Association does is they have something called the Compassion Grant. So if you're experiencing some catastrophic um, financial issues, they do have a Compassion Grant where you can apply and they will help pay for some of your homeschool supplies. So that's something else to look for at their website, especially right now um, with the pandemic. A lot of people are out of work. It may help somebody. Can you give us an example of just having acclimated to the rules and regulations of your state, uh, a way in which that helped helped your kids? Or I know you told me a story about Mary and, oh, her, yeah. and her training. Right. So, you know, people are always so concerned. Um, right. When you first get started, you don't know what to expect. You don't know what the rules are. And so many of the parents I talk to are just so concerned that they'll never be able to meet the state guidelines. Well, first of all, they're guidelines. Um, again, check your state laws, but usually you don't have to follow the graduation guidelines for the public schools. And second of all, they're the bare minimum. So, you know, I, I have a daughter who's trained as a paramedic. And when she was a junior in high school, she decided to go to paramedic school. And it, it was a state school. And so we went to them, applied, and they told us, okay, she can uh, join the paramedic school if she has met all of the state requirements for high school graduation. So she was in the middle of 10th grade at this time. So we went through what the state required and what she had done in our home school. She was short one semester of economics. That's it. <laughs> Just had to make sure we added economics to her last semester of 11th grade. And as a senior, she was able to go to paramedic school because she had very easily, very easily met the state minimum. That's awesome. So, 
Yeah, get to know your state laws and what they require, but you don't necessarily have to follow their graduation guidelines exactly. You have room to deviate. Um, you know, for example, if in your your local public school they teach history, um, American history in, in ninth grade, but you want to teach it in eleventh you know, you're probably okay. (laughs) (laughs) So don't worry too much about what they're doing over there at the school down the street. And what about just preparing yourself as a potential homeschooler? Or what's a great mindset to be in about all this? I think you need to get in the mindset of being a professional educator. You are a professional educator. You're not just a mom. You're not just a homeschool mom. You're not just a stay-at-home mom. All right. You're much, all those things are really important. So don't ever feel like you're just something. You are a professional and you're raising those kids and you are educating them. So, you know, think about what do professional educators do, right? My husband's a professional educator. He works in charter schools. He gets Homes, you know, I start to say homeschool journals. <laughs> he gets <laughs> education journals. You know, he he attends conferences. He, you know, reads all the latest of what's going on in, in education. And so we can do the same thing, right? We we can have um, who they call that, Lisa, when they take the day off <laughs> from school. The in services. In service days. Yeah, you can yeah. take an in service day. I think an in-service day should include chocolate and wine and a pedicure, but, (laughs) (laughs) you know, take days off to educate on your, so for example, we, you know, um, Homeschool Connection sponsors some online conferences, take the day off from school and attend one of these online conferences. That's an in-service day. Um, You know, read the latest articles that are out there, stay connected with your local and state groups again, Listen to Homeschooling Saints podcast every week. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Nothing's going to help you more than this podcast. It's so awesome. Really. (laughs) Seriously, it is. And then this is is what professional educators do. They're continually educating themselves on on, uh, their field. And that's what we do. We listen to podcasts. We read our journals. We attend conferences just like them. So, you know, I would love to see homeschool families get into that mindset of I am a professional educator and my children do go to school. My school um, may be in my house and the principal may be my husband. Um, God may be <laughs> the superintendent, <laughs> but it's still a school. You know, I, I I always used to tell this story at conferences. It's been a while since I told this story. So I had my son who's now, 24. When he was two, I was going to speak at a conference and he was really distraught that I was leaving him for the weekend. He's like, mommy, mommy, why do you have to go? And I said, well, honey, I'm going to go meet with a bunch of other homeschoolers and tell them my homeschooling's awesome, you know, (laughs) and how they can homeschool too. And seemingly satisfied, you know, he walked away and I went back to packing my suitcase and he came back and said, mommy, I'm glad we homeschool. I never want to go to real school. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) 
you know, so we always just, we always joked after that. That's the big joke at the Whitman houses. You know, we don't go to real school, <laughs> but we do. <laughs> you know, we, we really do. And again, it, it's not in a big building. It's in our house and um, I'm the teacher, but still real. And there's real learning going on here. And what are your favorite resources, Maureen? Tip us into how you look at the landscape around resources. So, you know, Lisa, there are a lot of resources you can look into to help you. Um, Again, connect with local groups. We talked a little bit about that in part one, making sure that you're connecting with local support, even if it's just to have mom's night out where you can talk with other homeschool moms about what's working and not working in their homeschool. We talked about Homeschool Legal Defense Association. That's a great resource. Uh, Homeschool Connections has a free page. So I'm not talking about, I mean, of course, I would love for people to sign up with that. But what I'm talking about is our free page where you can get um, a lot of things such as free forms, transcript forms, planning forms. We have a great scope and sequence questionnaire there that will help you um, figure out what classes, right? What's a scope and sequence? What am I going to teach and when? The scope is what, the sequence is when. So that scope and sequence form takes you through a series of questions that help you visualize and write down what you want to teach in your homeschool and when. So questions such as, what has my child learned so far? Um, What kind of credits do I want them to have at graduation? What are their special needs? What are their special interests? You know, for example, if I have a child who wants to be a computer programmer, I'm going to fill up their transcript with different courses than the child who wants to be a musician. So that's a great resource. Let's see, there's a ton of great homeschooling books out there. And also, just before we move on from Homeschool Connections, a lot of free videos from our past webinars. We do free webinars for the parents a couple times a year. Um, There's a lot of free stuff. And um, and we even have a free course, which is the Excellent Student course, which is a study stills course, which I teach all year round. It's a ton of fun. It's a great course. You know, and we offer that free because we just feel like that's a course that everybody should take. And you don't have to be a Homeschool Connections student to take it. It's just opened everybody. And yeah, Lisa, what do we have? Maybe eight times a year you teach that? At least. Yeah. It's, it's running all the time and it's just, it's a really game changing. I didn't create the course so I can brag about it. Professor Conroy (laughs) did, but, um, but yeah, terrific course. A lot of fun. The kids always have a lot more fun than they expected learning their study skills. So it's just called how to be an excellent student. It's study skills. It's a four week course. It's live. It's interactive. So they get to experience what an online classroom is like. If you've never done an online class, it's kind of fun just to experience that, but it gives students a really good foundation. Um, actually, I had someone at Franciscan University take a look at that course for me, and um, he said, yeah, he wished all of his incoming freshmen took that course. So even if your child's a senior, it's it's probably worth it. It's very basic skills, but, you know, not all homeschool kids have that, <laughs> you know, great story. My kids um, were taking many, many, many years ago. They were taking the hunter safety class because they were um, in shooting sports. So they went to take the test for their hunter safety license. They didn't know how to do the test. It was a bubble test, you know, where you fill in the little circles. (laughs) They didn't know how to do it. (laughs) 
because <laughs> they were homeschooled. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to go to the guy at the front of the of the classroom and say, um, is it okay if I talk to my kids for just two minutes just to tell them they have to take their pencil and fill in the circle? <laughs> They're looking at me like, what? So, <laughs> because we're learning a little differently. Um, we don't always get those skills like how to outline and, and uh, but you're, you're doing things like active listening and all kinds of great skills. I love that course. Mm-hmm. So I'm oh, like, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's a great resource just to get started. So yeah, and then there's the Catholic homeschool conference. So I think it's catholichomeschoolconference.com. So we just did this big conference with 70 speakers over the summer. That's a great resource. If you're just getting started, because you can listen to all different kinds of talks, pick and choose the talks that um, fit you. Now the recorded courses or the recorded talks are not free there. There is a fee, but the live events are free. So you can sign up, get on the email list, attend the live events. But even if you purchase, I think it's $97 for mm-hmm. 73 talks. And that's an, you have that forever and more, more content gets added from time to time. Right. So, yeah. And then, and I was involved in that group and, and Lisa helped. Lisa was um, our MC for the talks. So, you know, we're both involved in that, but it really was, I was blown away by it. And so yeah, my, my own, my kids who homeschool themselves all attended, all their friends attended. We just got great feedback on that. So that's a terrific resource. Um, I think even if you just need a boost, especially if you don't have a lot of local community, you need to find that support somewhere. So that's a great resource. Um, Matter Anbolus. So it's M-A-T-E-R-A-M-A-B-I-L-I-S dot org slash M-A. Matter Anbolus. So it means uh, mother, loving mother, I believe is what that means in, in Latin. Tons of re- free resources there. And Lisa, I'm sure you'll put that in the show notes. But yes, I will. It's actually a free Catholic Charlotte Mason curriculum. So you need to buy the books, but it gives you lesson plans and, and, um, and book lists, et cetera. So I'm actually involved with Matter and Bullis a little bit, and we're completely redoing the website. So there's even more coming that's going to get better. Um, something else that's another important resource is used book sites. So right now, because so many people are homeschooling, there is um, the potential of homeschooling curriculum becoming the next toilet paper. <laughs> so <laughs> if you haven't already bought your curriculum, uh, make sure you know how to search for the best price. So, you know, I saw some curriculum on, on Amazon, like 800 nine hundred dollars you know stuff that's normally 20 oh my goodness <laughs> yeah don't pay it don't pay that uh, <laughs> to bookfinder.com bookfinder.com and you put in the isbn number or the book title or the author and they search you know like 20 something websites and they'll find the best price there's also cath swap uh, on Facebook and on IO groups. So those are, and again, I'll give those links to Lisa so she can put them in the show notes, but those are specifically Catholic used, used curricula sites. 
So, you know, you, you want to keep those costs down. Use your public library as much as you can. I know our local public library, you can have curbside pickup. So I can order the books online and I don't have to go inside. I just go, I call them when I'm there and they bring the books out to me. <coughs> Some libraries will even give homeschoolers teacher privileges. And so, you know, teachers have special privileges at the library. Well, I mean, it depends on your library, I suppose. But um, I was able to get that at our library. And uh, so, for example, when I needed how to teach your child to read in 100 easy lessons, I was able to check it out for the full semester because they had teacher privileges. So, yeah. Wow. You know, and you can do interlibrary loans. So, you know, our local library is really small. I live in a really small town now, very rural area. So I need to utilize interlibrary loans. So they check all the libraries in Michigan. So I can pretty much get any book I want through interlibrary loans. So when I first started homeschooling 25 years ago, we were poor as church mice. <laughs> <laughs> we basically homeschooled for free. We homeschooled using the local library. Well, that and Laura Burquist's book for Design Your Own Classical Curriculum. <laughs> Those two resources did it for me. Yeah, so, you know, there's just so many resources out there. You could, um, I saw a quiz the other day on how to find your homeschool style. And I'll find that and put that, we can put that in the show notes too. So people who are new to homeschooling, they get into it and they start learning about these different homeschool styles, right? There's Charlotte Mason, there's unschoolers, there's eclectic homeschoolers, there's traditional, there's <laughs> classical, school, mm -hmm. classical, um, university model, there's university, so model. yeah, do I want to use a home study school, or do I want to do design my own, you know, and so the, I think that's probably the area that sends most new people kind of into a frenzy. It's like, I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> so my recommendation is, you know, the first year, just take it easy. You'll find your style. Um, but I did come across this quiz and it nailed me to a T. I took the <laughs> quiz and um, yeah, I, I was, I came out one third Charlotte Mason, one third unschooler and one third unit study. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that totally describes my homeschool exactly. That's exactly where we were at. You know, so yeah, we'll post that. That might help you. And then, and then it's not a Catholic website, but she she takes you then, you know, if it, if it comes back, you're Charlotte Mason. It takes you to a little article that tells you who is Charlotte Mason, what does Charlotte Mason education mean? And I think we you have a podcast episode, don't you, Lisa, on Charlotte Mason? Oh, yes. One of our yeah. early ones from our first season. Yeah, I'll mm -hmm. put that in the show notes, too. Yeah, I thought so. So, you know, that's a good resource, figuring out what kind of homeschooler am I? Because <laughs> some homeschoolers want, you know, someone to give them a script and and to design it for them and for them to be able to plug and play, you know, because that's what works for them. Other people want to be able to be more eclectic and put things together. So, you know, some people love living literature. Other people would prefer using textbooks. So that kind of test will help you hone in on, on what's going to work best for you and your family. 
And you know, um, what I noticed when I was a new homeschooler is that, as you've said numerous times, just hanging out with other moms, I would see some of the things they were doing with their kids, like really cute little workbooks for critical thinking or whatever it was, or they were reading a series I'd never heard of that was beautiful and, and had, you know, lovely values, like something from the 40s or the 1920s or something that I'd never heard of. Like homeschoolers are geniuses at finding absolute jewels that nobody else would think of doing. Oh, I remember the early days when I first started speaking in conferences, you know, past few years, they pretty much just put you in a hotel. But those <laughs> 25 years ago, 20 years ago, you'd always stay at someone's house. And I loved it because I, well, for many reasons, it was kind of bad because you end up staying up all night talking and then you're <laughs> dead tired at the conference, but you go into their library and they have all the same books you have, oh. you know, they live a thousand miles from you and all the, they love all the same books. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'll reference your read aloud episode in the show notes as well, Maureen, because because I believe you referenced there, we may have in the show notes there, some of your reading lists too, which has been extremely we popular. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we've got great book lists. I love reading lists almost as much as I love reading. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love so, reading about reading. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking of another natural resource in the home that we can put to work for us. Maureen. Oh, are you thinking about our kids? Uh-huh. <laughs> Put those kids to work, people. <laughs> Get them doing your laundry. <laughs> you know, something that was really, really successful in our homeschool was putting the older kids to work. So an example of that, having older kids tutor younger kids. So for example, one of my daughters, I paid her and not much, to be honest. I think it was like a dollar an hour or something. <laughs> but I paid her to tutor the younger kids in math. So what was the result of that? Well, one, it freed up my time to work with other children. Two, it helped the, chi- the young child learn, right? And three, how do we learn best? You look at studies, and we learn best when we teach. So the older child was relearning her lessons. Well, she was my little math tutor. She went on to graduate from college with a bachelor's degree in mathematics and also in in philosophy. But um, yeah, and I think that was a part of it. I think that, that tutoring her younger siblings really helped her. So, you know, do put those older kids to work and do know, you know, we haven't talked about home management, but that is part of homeschooling because, you know, I remember my mother-in-law was an amazing housekeeper, right? Her house was just always beautiful and clean. And, and I really always struggled with it. And um, I had to learn not to compare myself because her kids went off to school every day. And so she had an empty house for eight hours my kids never leave. <laughs> We're here 24-7 and making messes and living. And um, I remember one time my dad came to visit. The kids were little. The house was a wreck. And I'm like, I'm so, because my parents live in Missouri, right? So he made 500-mile trip to see me. House is a wreck. I'm like, I'm so sorry, Dad. I, I meant to get cleaned up before you came. And he said, you know, Maureen, 
I look in your, around your house and what do I see? I don't see dirt. The house is clean. What I see is toys and books and newspapers. I see that learning is going on here. And that's a good thing. So yeah, my house was cluttered pretty much most of the time. <laughs> but, you know, you can get those older kids working in that area too. You know, they can do their own laundry. You know, I start training my kids. And my husband was the one who pushed that. He's, he told me, he's like, Maureen, why are you doing all this laundry? The kids need to be doing it. So, um, you know, just start giving them chores. It's part of their homeschooling. You can put it on the transcript as home ec. Uh, we used to once a, a week, a different child planned the meal. From littlest kids up on, t- you know, so the littlest kid, the meal they plan might be peanut butter and jelly, but <laughs> they have to plan the meal. They have to make the grocery list um, and then they have to prepare it. So things like that, you know, your kids will grow up, move away from home and they'll be able to adult, right? You always hear people saying, oh, I'm adulting. I have to learn how to be an adult. <laughs> well, they'll know because you taught them how to cook and how to clean. You know, you, you just can't do it for everyone because I remember, I think it was Greg Popchick once at a, at a homeschool talk saying, you know, homeschool moms, you have multiple full-time jobs. You know, you, you're full-time mothers, you're full-time educators, you are full-time homemakers. So you need to give yourself a break. If you can afford it, maybe you can hire a local homeschool kid or a service to come in and clean house once a week or twice or every other week or once a month even. Or I used to have a young girl come, homeschool girl. She was like 13 or 14 when she started working for me. She'd come every other week. She was a mother's helper. I didn't leave. I was still at the house. <laughs> but she would just play with the kids and entertainment while I got work done. So, you know, those are good resources too. You know, look for help. Maybe you can barter. You know, you teach someone's child piano and then they clean your house or, you know, don't overlook those kinds of things too. Say a few words about the days when nothing's going right. No. We all have them, right? <laughs> like <that day>. It <laughs> happens. <laughs> when, when you're Googling uh, uh, boarding schools in France, those days, <laughs> those are the days you need that local community. <laughs> those are the days you need to call your girlfriend and say, tell me why I should keep homeschooling. <laughs> um, Cause you know what, if I told my husband I had a bad day, his response would be, well, just put him in school. Is <laughs> <laughs> not the right answer. <laughs> Probably for me, the, the, the thing that got me through those days the most was, and I think it was Mary Kay Clark of Seton home study. Um, I think it was a talk she gave once. She said, write down all your reasons why you chose to homeschool. So I made a list of all the positive reasons why we homeschool. And then I also did a column of the reasons not to. And the only reason not to was my house was always a mess. (laughs) But, But it was crazy, all this stuff we came up with. And it might be things like, my son has food allergies. So I don't have to worry about him eating something that's going to send him to the hospital. You know, it may be as simple as I really like being with my children. I just don't have it in my heart to send them away. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it, there's, there's a lot of reasons. And I mean, 
when we moved from, you know, our last house, this house, that list came with me. It's just this handwritten list and about 20 different colors of ink because whenever I would think of something, I would write it down. So on those days when I'm Googling boarding schools in France, <laughs> I would pull out that list and see all the reasons, you know, because I love the lifestyle. I, I love teaching the faith to my kids. Um, you know, I wanted my dyslexic child to be able to read whatever, write it down. Pull that list out at those worst moments. Yeah. Cause they will happen. You know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows and unicorns. Uh, there's, <laughs> but you know, parenting is hard, right? Lisa, I mean, no matter whether our kids go to school or our homeschool, you know, there, there are rough days either way. So just know even, you know, if you have a bad day homeschooling, maybe just take a field trip that day. All right, everyone get, get in the car. We're going to McDonald's Playland or we're going to the museum and, uh, and get back to it the next day, you know. Yeah, that's the nice thing about homeschooling is you can always start fresh again the next day. There's not somebody standing over you telling you your day has to look a certain way. And what do the children see in that? They see you being flexible, being human, needing a break. We're not workaholics. We, we can notice that it's time to take a little break. I think there's just always so many good lessons when we sometimes just pause a little to reflect. Yep, and they can learn how to how to um, practice forgiveness. You know, if, if there may be one or two times in your life and you have to go to your child and say, I'm sorry, it was a rough day and, and I didn't handle it well. And uh, those are, are opportunities to learn too. Yeah, right. And as you've said to me, it's not like you're not going to have bad days when your kids are in school. Right, right. When were my sister saying to me once, um, she said, you know, Maureen, I think you have it easier. Her kids went to Catholic school. She said, because when my kids come home from school, they've been sitting in a desk all day and they're tired and they're just done. And here I am telling them, you got to get your chores done. You got to do your homework. And she said, I think our relationship is more contentious than it would be if I homeschooled my kids. So that, yeah, that was really, affected me very profoundly. Mm, final thoughts? I think my final thought is when you get to where I am. So I just graduated my youngest a couple months ago. That day does come. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> um, thanks. And <laughs> I homeschooled for 25 years, you know, and when I started, I thought it was a short-term thing. I, I never imagined homeschooling high school, much less graduating them myself, but I just fell in love with it. And so when you get to where I am, you're going to look back and you're going to say, yeah, it was totally worth it. It really was. And then you can homeschool your grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> A couple of people listening just fainted. <laughs> that's awesome Maureen thank you so much whenever we need encouragement we bring in Maureen Uh, (laughs) she's got the wisdom she's got the chops and and the good humor 
to to kind of help us all to climb off the ceiling with this this new enterprise for a lot of people or maybe just getting ready to gear up for the next year with all the uncertainty in the world and all the unrest and everything but just to be in that calm place of loving your family and and connecting with other people right Maureen just stay in connected yeah you can do it you can do it amen all right everybody thank you for being with us we're so grateful tune in next week for our next topic tbd and please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review we'd appreciate it that's our show for today our program is sponsored by homeschoolconnections.com where you can get online courses for your grade school middle school and high school student learn from the experts and make your homeschooling easier Be sure to leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. And we'll see you next time here on the Homeschooling Saints podcast.